Welcome Australia. It's that time again for another podcast from the Mate Team, where we try and get into your head with stuff that makes us sound smart. Sit back and relax. It's time for us to be mates. Welcome to another Let's Be Mate podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Faz. Dom. Hey, hey Faz, how are you going? Good, mate. Good. So this quick fire, this is another quick fire series, uh, second in our um, series. And this one is focused on customer acquisition strategies that we have at Mate. We're going to talk a bit, a bit about the truths and the myths about customer acquisition in our world anyway. And we're going to let Dom tackle this one. Dom heads up our, our acquisition at Mate um, and he's going to be under the, the hot seat. All right, let's get started. Dom, tell our loyal listeners who you are and what you do at Mate. Well, thanks, Vaz. As you mentioned, um, my role is Head of Customer Acquisition, so I look after uh, or touch all things sales and marketing. Um, you know, my background is uh, is been in marketing for the last sort of 10 or 12 years, um, often in the tech space, working with brands like uh, BlackBerry, Sony, Microsoft, um, and a lot of, uh, you know, activation work as well, so um, experiential and tech-led. Uh, outside of work, I'm, uh, I'm a husband and father. I've got a little boy. He's uh, 80 months old. Um, but, yeah, we're here to talk about work today, I guess. Yes, th- that we are, Dom. We can always socialise at another time, my friend. <laughs> Dom, so, at mate, and personally and obviously in your role, how do you define customer acquisition? It's a good question. I think, you know... At the end of the day, our, our number one goal of a sales and marketing organisation is to attract people to um, to our brand or to our services and then keep them. So, you know, that acquisition starts from at the top of the funnel and if, you know, hopefully everyone's aware of the sales and marketing funnel from, from the very top, from awareness, so knowing about uh, who MADE is, um, what we stand for and what we offer. Um, right through that consideration, so when people are looking for internet or mobile, um, that they they know of Mate and they think you know Mate consider Mate as a as an option, um, and then through to becoming one of our customers and and you know staying for as long as we can uh, we can have a relationship with that customer. Hey Dom, and would you consider fans as a as an acquisition? as well i mean i think uh mate i mean i think a lot of businesses you know customer is a pure acquisition but i think um would you classify acquiring fans and and things like that as an acquisition process as well 100 percent. i mean there's a couple of approaches there some some people are, are fans of our business and the way we do work not necessarily a customer um some of our customers are fans because they know that they get a great experience with us um, they get good value, and you know our Aussie-based based call center here can, if they have someone need, need to chat to someone, they can uh, ring up and and chat to someone who really understands them. Um, those fans are our greatest acquisition piece, to be honest, because they tell the story for us, and um, they pass their, you know, they refer other customers to to our business. So, yeah, fans are yeah, a big part of our business, and we want to keep those people engaged and entertained along the way as well. What are some of the customer acquisition channels that we use at Mate at the moment? So we've, we're fairly digitally uh, driven. Um, so and why do you think that? Just a, a bit around why do we, di- we digitally focus more than anything? 
Um, well, two things. It's very measurable. Um, so we know that for X dollars spent that we can uh, we can track sales and interactions. But um, also we're not, you know, one of the big tier one telcos. So we don't have millions of dollars to throw at, uh, at sales and marketing every, every week and month. Um, but those digital channels, whilst cost effective and measurable, um, really allow us to, to test and learn. Um, and then, you know, we do add on those extra activities. So, um, you know, more above the line or through the line opportunities where we um, where we can uh, to really to that and that's more you know top of the funnel focus where we can build our awareness to to the general public and and build those fans as you mentioned so that when it comes time for them to 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 upgrade their uh, internet or mobile uh, that they are considering mate and then hopefully becoming a customer. How important are business foundations to ensure that acquisition channels actually work? Yeah, look, they're they're super important. I mean, um, you need to have a strategy to start with, and that strategy can obviously change. But um, if you go off, you know, all over the place, and you've got, you know, the left doesn't know what the right's doing, um, then that's a problem. But um, for each of those channels, you need to have a strategy, uh, and that strategy needs to, you know, you need to know how much you got to spend, um, how much you can, you know, you can afford to to spend that on branding and versus acquisition. Um, you know, when that comes down to acquisition, you know, some of our measurements are around, uh, you know, cost per acquisition, uh, cost per lead, um, you know, even things like you know, click through rates and that sort of thing. But you you also need to know that. Uh, how you're measuring that channel and then what your expectations are around that channel performance because if it is performing well then you can you know you do you can invest more money and and continue to get the sales from that channel um alternatively if it's not working turn it off and sometimes you know if from past experience sometimes a channel might be working from a sales perspective but it might not necessarily be bringing the right customer in either like if they you know you're spending X dollars to get a customer, but through a specific specific channel that those customers aren't staying because they're potentially very price sensitive, um, then that channel is sort of giving you a false positive as well. And in digital marketing, Dom, I wanna, I'm going to ask this question because there's a lot of metrics that people use to understand digital marketing, particularly in the programmatic space, right? Um, is you know there's impressions, there's clicks, and there's sales, right? Is impressions number bullshit, Dom? Yeah, look, that's it's pointless for me. I mean, you know, if, so if a million impressions happen, um, even clicks to a degree. I mean, there's a lot, there's lots of clicks recorded that don't actually land um, on your site, and 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 then when they do land, they you know they drop out really quickly. Um, so, you know, some of those many metrics that digital provide, you have to take with a grain of salt. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, it all helps build your audience and then build the funnel but yeah um i think impressions is one that probably you can't uh, put much weight on oh i and i agree and i think the good the, the, with clicks right at least if they come to the site and if they didn't mean to click or do anything at least you've got the ability to retarget them and things like that by impressions you've heard it first here from our head of acquisition dom that impressions is bullshit people and i think that's probably another um you know you're talking about business foundations you know, no matter what activity you do to drive people into in your site, and these days that's, you know, our primary last click is, is to our site, if that site and that landing page doesn't have the information they're looking for, isn't clear, 
Um, you know, I've seen a lot of websites where you go and you you just need that one bit of information, but no matter where you look, it's it's really difficult. And you know, we make it really easy to find that information, but we also give you the channels to then contact us and give us a call. Um, if you need more info or, you know, live chat or through um, our AI Grace, um, our AI bot Grace. So, yeah, there's um, there's plenty of opportunity when you get to our site to find the information and then uh, and move through the, the funnel there. What is one of the acquisition channels you have tried, failed and why? And I guess it doesn't have to be made, it can be anywhere, but um, what are the one of the places you've tried to use as a, an acquisition or a sales channel that just hasn't worked out for you? Um, look, I think there's probably two. You mentioned programmatic before. I think from for, at a, looking at Mate, I'm not sure that programmatic works for, for a service type uh, business. You know, if you if you look more of an impulse buy product or something that you can click through and go, oh yeah, I actually need one of them. Buy, you know, it's a few dollars or you can get it shipped to you, whatever. Um, but when you've got to actually make a conscious decision to sign up with someone, make a commitment, even though we have no contracts at Mate, but when you've got to make a change from your current service provider for what is now an essential service in internet and mobile, um, I don't think programmatic works uh, from that perspective. And I think other things where, you know, you have to make that call around what is a branding exercise that you shouldn't be measuring sales on um, and what is an exercise that you should be expecting sales. So, for instance, um, TV maybe. I'll take that as an example where a lot of that TV advertising is around branding and building that top of the funnel audience, but we also then see people, you know, call into the to the, the sales team or, or come online in live chat and say, oh, yeah, I saw your ad. So, you know, there's a quite a blended model there, but... It's about balancing that expectation internally um, as well that what, what are we going to see direct sales from and what are we going to see sales from potentially in three, six, 12 months as well. Yeah, I think uh, with programmatic, um, uh, it, it, I think this day and age, uh, consumers are coming a lot more savvy in, in regards to what we're searching for online. And if ads like that show up in, a, in an unauthentic way or in a, a place that doesn't make sense, it just gets ignored. And I, I know myself, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to websites to get relevant information I want. I'm ignoring everything around it because it's just, it's not in the right place at the right time for me to, to, to take note of it. And I think, you know, we're not going, we've used a couple of major programmatic platforms in the past, which just haven't worked out for me. And I'm not saying it's, I guess we're not saying it's wrong for everybody else, but um, it's something that you really need to consider and, and look at how it's how you're targeting people and, and where, what and how they're coming up and how people are, uh, are seeing your ads. And I think the same goes for native as well. That yeah. probably has been something that we've tried and it definitely hasn't worked. Again, I think it's a bit can be a bit clickbaity sometimes, and if you've got a, uh, a product which is more of that impulse purchase or, or low value, then um, I think it's probably more suited for that sort of thing. We've spoken about channels that didn't work, Dom. Um, now let's talk about some channels, um, acquisition channels that have worked and why. For us, I think social has been a, a really effective channel because it not only has it allowed us to build build our audience through um, you know quite quite detailed targeting um, we can engage with that audience and really tell our story you know we're not just um, you know a price per month um, business we have a lot of 
reasons why you should come to mate. Um, yeah, no contracts, unlimited data, MBN, uh, all Aussie service. Um, and you know, our, cu- our obsession with customer experience means that we're not just at X dollars per month business. By building that, by telling that story, we start to build our, our fans, um, which we mentioned before. And you know, we continue to engage those fans. Not only means that we may um, bring them across the line if they're not already a customer. But if they are a customer, that they know what we're doing in the back end, um, they learn about our business through things like the podcast, um, and we continue to you know, talk to them on a, on a weekly and monthly basis um, to keep a, our brand top of mind with them. You know, I think for social, right? I mean, uh, social, you browse. So uh, getting ads on social makes sense because you're browsing, right? You're browsing to find out what, what people are doing and, and seeing what's happening in your community or whatever it is. And, you know, ads come up in that world. And it, and again, it, it sort of makes sense because you're, you're browsing, right? And, uh, and I think uh, in, when an ad comes up in that scenario, when you're browsing, I think it, it's a lot more authentic to deliver an ad in that space than in, in, on, in any other scenario. And that's why I think social works but Dom what's what's your view on social around um, Facebook Twitter Instagram and TikTok for example do you think some are brand building and some are sales orientated do you think they're they're all brand building or or, or they're all sales orientated what's your feel or do you think you need to use all of them to make a difference I think depending on your audience you need to be where they are Um, so for instance if you had a much younger skewed um, brand, then you probably Facebook is probably less of a, a, a place to be these days. Um, you know, we try to spread ourselves um, mainly focused on Facebook and, and Instagram, but we do try to hit the other platforms because we don't want to, you know, close off our audience. Um, but you know, we have do have good success with those those. You know, I think Facebook from a sales perspective is interesting to say about you know looking you know, you're happy to receive an ad because it's probably a strategy we've taken over the last couple of months is to create content that's a little bit more engaging and a little bit more um, you know to your point authentic and a bit you know having a bit more fun than a static ad that says you know this is how much you have to pay per month for our service so you know we want to engage people but then give them an opportunity to not only learn about us and then come through and be one of our customers as well yeah and in my experience i think facebook does everything and facebook is the one that creates the sales uh, i think i mean the other i think they all work together but i think it's it's facebook that creates sales ultimately and so don't don't i know a lot of people are saying oh facebook's dead or you know i've got snapchat now or i've got these other things i think i, I think ultimately they all work together and, and facebook is the one that actually delivers sales and that's for the time being like who's to say you know if you look at the growth of um particularly TikTok this year um, through sort of lockdowns and pandemics. Um, who's to say that those, as those apps mature, that they don't become a bit more transactional? Um, but then you get into a tricky situation where, you know, TikTok's, their slogan, their line from an advertising perspective is don't make ads, don't make TikTok. So you actually have to meet the audience on their on their own terms as well, which is um, yeah, a big shift change, I guess, as a marketer to go, well, you know, We've got some very de- very specific things that work, and we know how to uh, how to talk to that. But to then go and start to create content that's completely different to what, in it, what we're used to, um, that's a big challenge to sort of step forward to as well. Yeah. To end our quick fire session, Dom, 
What is some advice that you would leave or give to other people who manage customer acquisition in their business? People that maybe haven't gone to market yet or people that are having challenges trying to find customers. In your experience and what you've learned today, not just at Mate, but in other businesses, what are some of the key things that you would say to, to look at? Sure. Um, I think being authentic is probably number one. Um, people under, people can see bullshit very quickly. Um, probably being open to any opportunities and any channels, at least for an initial discussion and working out if it's right for your business or your industry. But then in the flip side of that, I guess knowing when um, almost fail fast and knowing when to turn something off if it's not working for you and not not just sit there and throw money at, at a, a problem. Um, but yeah, I think you know, you've got to look at all the options on the table, um, try new things. I know budget can be, you know, hold people back sometimes because you know, small businesses can't necessarily afford big ad campaigns and big creatives, but you can do things very simply. Um, there's lots of tools out there these days. You can do it yourself with with things like Canva. Um, you got places like Fiverr and and that sort of thing where you can outsource it quite cheaply. So, you know, there's probably no better time to be in business. Um, and you know, there's so many different routes to market, not just through through digital, but um, you know, even going old school for those small local businesses, print some flyers off and drop them in, in people's letterboxes on the on the way when you walk. So, you know, the uh, the world's your oyster, I think, as a marketer or as a business owner in, uh, in 2020. Thanks, Dom, for your insight. Hope our listeners have got a bit out of that. Now, if you're seeing this podcast posted on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter or LinkedIn, leave us a comment below and let us know if you want to hear about anything or any particular topics and we'll, we'll be happy to add that as one of our quickfire series topics in the future. Awesome. Thanks, Faz. It's, uh, it's been great. Thanks for listening to the Let's Be Mates podcast by the team at Mate. Search for the Let's Be Mates podcast on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube and at letsbemates.com.au. Hit subscribe to get the latest episode each week. For all your telco needs, choose a provider you can trust like a mate. Visit letsbemates.com.au, Google Mate or call us on 13 14 13 to sign up today. See you soon, mate.